Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We want answers. You gotta love it when members of Congress start with something like that, like they don't know. House GOP wants answers about U.S. weapons in Hamas hands. Why? Why? How much did you leave in Afghanistan? Why would you be surprised by anything like this? The Washington Examiner doing the reporting. As the story goes, it was a letter to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin from the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, who is the chairman, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, wanted a briefing for congressional staff about how the military is ensuring its aid to allies does not get diverted by hostile groups. You mean like like how aid that's meant for the people of Gaza will end up being abused, stolen, sold, and wasted by Hamas and those people will never get the aid? Or is it the story that Ukrainian intelligence officials said that Ukrainian forces believe Russia armed Hamas with American-made weapons captured from the battlefield in Ukraine? So not Afghanistan. You see, you were you were thinking that when Joe Biden left Americans to die and he left all that hardware and everything else, that it, it would end up in, in, in bad hands. How wrong you were. Instead, the weapons we sent to Ukraine and then Ukrainian soldiers died was taken by the Russians and then given to Hamas. Exactly. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Oh, things are weird and getting weirder. I'll explain it uh, in, in, in a little bit. Just, just stick with me. By the way, I don't doubt that that's possible. That you have U.S. weapons that are now in the hands of uh, Ukraine and that those weapons absolutely, as Ukrainian soldiers have indeed fallen, even though even though they they've had some good push, they've had some good some good strength, some good opportunity. Um, they've been making inroads. That some of those weapons were taken, and then Russia sent them down. I have no doubt. We know that Hamas has met with with the Russians. Of course, this is possible. Of course, it's possible. A series of things are possible. The people who are opposed to all war all the time, and I shouldn't say it like that because aren't we opposed to war? Aren't we opposed to this idea? Of course we don't want this. I think the difference for some of us is, yeah, I don't want it, but here I am, and here they are. Here's Hamas. I don't have an option. I don't know if we have an option as Americans. Certainly I don't think Jews have an option. Certainly Israelis don't have an option. Destroy these people or be destroyed. That's it. That's why the people screaming for ceasefire are so unserious. I get these um, uh, these these messages. Oh, why why are you okay with killing Palestinian children, Tony? No one's okay with any of it. Why do uh, why does Hamas use these kids as shields? Why do they put their their weapons where they're attacking Israel behind schools or in schools or in hospitals, etc. And now we've got video, by the way, of the rocket that bombed the hospital and, of course, came from Gaza. And, of course, the New York Times and everybody else lied because they wanted to lie because they hate Jews, which is something I'll get into later. 
Nobody wants to see these kids killed. Tell Hamas to stop. That's how it ends. But I must admit to you, I don't see any end. I, I don't see Israel stopping short of total annihilation because I think if, if they do, they lose the people. They'll lose Israelis. There'll be a new government in there in no time. They've had it. They've done all that they're going to do. So I don't see at all. I just don't see the moment where um, where Israel stops. There's nothing less than this destruction of Hamas and nothing should be less because as you've seen, the world hates you anyway. So let them hate you and win. As long as you win. Now, did these weapons come from Russia? Maybe. Uh, a Ukraine defense official said weeks ago that Russia was supplying Hamas with U.S. trophy weapons confiscated from battles with Ukrainian forces. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene posted that the U.S. needs to, quote, work with Israel to track serial numbers on any U.S. weapons used by Hamas against Israel and then rhetorically asked if the weaponry came from Ukraine or Afghanistan and said highly likely the answer is both. The answer could very well be both. It could. It could very well be both. I don't know. What, what I know is that the Israel conversation has gotten to a level of fevered pitch. And for that, I'm very okay. Now, we talk about other things, and I will get into it. The speaker race, we don't have a speaker the southern border. Should I just should I just do a just a, a random search? Southern border U.S. Let's see what they're going to tell me. Oh, here it is. A, a memo from uh, Customs and Border Patrol. Sounds the alarm on Hamas and Hezbollah fighters potentially using southern border to enter the U.S. Well, no crap. We've only been talking about this for two weeks. It was a memo by the agency's San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit obtained by Fox, warns that individuals, quote, inspired by or reacting to the current Israel-Hamas conflict may attempt to travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via circuitous, that's always a tough word for me, circuitous transit across the southwest border. Foreign fighters, they say, motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to or from the United States uh, to or from countries in the Middle East through Mexico. Of course the border isn't safe. And of course the Israel conversation connects to the border. Israel connects more. Uh, the, the attack by Hamas, a terrorist organization on Israel, connects more to the southern border as something we should be discussing in the U.S. than it does Ukraine. The tying together of Ukraine and Israel funding, I don't get, I don't get, and I don't think works. And I think there's going to be a big turn away from that. But if you check with Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, he thinks they are tied together. I mean, I know there are some Republicans in the Senate and maybe more in the House that Mm -hmm. think Ukraine is somehow different. I view it as all interconnected. I'm not so sure that's where Americans are. Uh, Certainly, you could argue that there's a a big part of the political right that's not there at all. They see it as as very, very different things. And I think that they're very different things. I think that the 
Israel-Hamas conversation is a conversation about the southern border because it's about safety and security. It's about how you indeed engage both of those and recognizing that Hamas is a terrorist organization means that they will commit acts of terror where they deem it necessary. And of course, the great Satan, as Iran puts it, the number one sponsor of Hamas, why wouldn't America therefore be a place that you engage the terrorism and engage the destruction? What doesn't work on any level is conversations like that from Representative Ocasio-Cortez and Dave Chappelle. Two wrongs don't make a right. He said that supposedly at, a, at one, of it, one of his shows. Uh, he starts bringing up Israel. Someone says, shut the blank up. He's like, you don't say that at one of my shows and goes on this tirade and then ends with a two wrongs don't make a right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're equating Israel and Hamas. You're wrong, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's wrong, that's all. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm not here to cancel anybody. He's just wrong. Go to a show, don't go to a show. What am I supposed to say? People cheering the destruction of Israel? People cheering go Hamas? Did that actually happen? Chappelle, man, that's a weird audience. You might want to have a talk there, son. Two wrongs don't make a right. Who else is saying that? However, we do know as well that war crimes do not constitute and are not an appropriate response for other war crimes. Uh, Hamas's hostage-taking, uh, their hostage-taking of children, of the disabled, elderly, civilians, are a war crime. But when we are talking about the blockading of water, food, electricity, to a population of 2.2 million Palestinians... We are talking about I'm gonna dropping right what we're there. seeing. No, from no, I said I was going to stop you right there. First, Israel doesn't owe those people food or water. And you'll note that the food and water was coming and the electricity was coming from Israel because Hamas can't actually grow anything in the ground. They took the water pipes out to create rockets. This is who they are. And it's not a war crime to respond to an attack, you lunatic. And it was MSNBC, it was many a son who was like, you, you realize that a ceasefire leaves Hamas in control. You're good with that? You would accept, terrorism. Congresswoman, you would, you would accept yes, that a would ceasefire, just... though, would leave Hamas in place. You would accept that's a cost of saving civilian lives in Gaza. I think in the immediate sense... We have to have a pause. In the immediate sense, what does that mean? It means that somehow she thinks that what you'll do is you'll get everything to stop right now. And then you'll figure out a way to get Hamas out. Nope, sorry, that's not what she thinks. What she thinks is you get everything to stop right now. And then Hamas attacks Israel in another day, week, month, year, and then you get everything to stop. She won't admit the fact that Hamas is the enemy. Hamas is the enemy of Israel, of course. Hamas is the enemy of free and thinking people. Hamas is the enemy of decent people. Hamas is our enemy. Didn't I just read to you about the border? Why is this hard to figure out? Hamas is our enemy. No one should be shocked and no one should be surprised. The people who want to destroy us, these radical Islamists, sorry, I don't know why I have to somehow not say that. There is nothing anti in that conversation. It is the recognition of who it is we're dealing with. 
It is radical Islamic jihad. Not your neighbor. Now, the fact that some of these organizations and some of these so-called faith leaders and others haven't condemned Hamas, well, that says a lot. And if if you're if you're Jewish, you may want to uh, you may want to remember that. You may want to remember these people who were on your side, not on your side. Oh, and if you're not Jewish, these people are also not on your side. Not at all. Nor in any way. They have never been on your side. But going back to how we started, did the guns come from Russia? Maybe. American arms, U.S. arms from dead Ukrainian soldiers? Maybe. Did they come from Afghanistan? Maybe. I don't know. I have no way of knowing... I'm sure this stuff can be tracked and it can be traced. But the people who do want to tie Israel to Ukraine, Israel's tied to the southern border. This is about our safety and security and recognizing that there are enemies and they cannot be reasoned or rationalized with. We have to be stronger, smarter, tougher, and more willing. And we have to say to the weak-minded the people who actually believe in ceasefire, sorry, there will only be cease when there is peace, and there cannot be peace with a terrorist organization. The end. So let's end the terrorist organization at peace for Gaza and peace for us. Let's strengthen our southern border to ensure that peace. That's where the connection is. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I don't want it to be all about Israel and, and Hamas, although there's it's, it's never-ending. I don't want it to be all about the border, but it's never-ending. I don't want it to be all about China, but it's never-ending. I don't want it to be all about the economy. Oh, I'm going to get into the economy and how hard times make strong men, and we are in the hard times. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. It's the thing to do. All the cool kids are doing it. Now, I did not, because I, I wasn't here yesterday, and, and uh, oh, I'll get into that. I'll, I'll get into it, I promise. Uh, I don't know if you got to hear Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat from Houston, berating her staff. All I heard was about Victoria Sparks, the congresswoman from Indiana, my member of Congress, was about how she's the worst person to work for. She's so tough on her staff. And then I heard this. This video, this leak, not video, audio, this leaked audio of Sheila Jackson Lee, who is running for mayor of Houston, got endorsed by Hillary Clinton. And this leaks. Now, I cannot describe to you the amount of editing that had to be done to uh, get this to be in a playable uh, place. Uh, uh, Producer Jason, I'm telling you, I did my level best with it, my very best with it. But finger on the dump button just in case. So clearly she's she's talking to a staffer and somebody doesn't have some information and she goes out of her head. If I did this to producer Jason or or my morning show producer, producer Jonathan or, or anybody else, I'd be gone. I'd be fired. I'd be blank canned in a heart beat. I'd be gone. So this is Democrat Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. She's clearly in her car. You can hear the radio playing behind her. A turn signal is on. Oh, listen. You took a piece of paper and you 
statement from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owed by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? Oh, from yesterday. Jerome took it upstairs. I have to call him. He took it up when I switched out the picture. I'll call him. So clearly, she wants some information. Uh, the staffer says somebody else has the information. He'll have to go get it. And this, for Sheila Jackson Lee, Congresswoman Houston, Democrat, is enough. I don't want you to do a damn thing. I want you to have a brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other mother did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if Google did it, staff did it, face did it. And nobody knows a damn thing in my office. Now, at this stage, you're saying to yourself, what is happening? Um, I'll tell you what's happening. Somebody who will become the next mayor of Houston, that's what's happening. You think she's going to lose a vote? You think she's going to get censured by the House? Well, of course not. There's no speaker. Settle down. What's going to happen? You think the press is going to talk about this? Victoria Sparks was the worst person ever. Oh, she treated her staff so poorly. Listen to this. And this is not done. This is not done. There is more. And yes, of course, I'm going to share it with you right now. Okay, nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovid Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the f***ing calendar. Not to old Jerome Hansen. Okay, so when I called Jerome, he only me sit up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the f- he doesn't know. Okay, both of y'all are f- up a f- an F. It's the worst f- that I could have ever had put together. Two f- damn big-ass children. F- an idiot. Serve no f- damn purpose. Ain't managing nobody, nobody's respecting them, nobody gives a f- about what you're doing. And you ain't doing f- And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work. Okay. Okay. Not child's work. Again, I will remind you of why this is important. It is not, it is not that you may not have had a moment where you break where you work. Yeah, it, it, it can happen. It can happen. The question is, how many of us believe this was the first time? Raise your hand. Go on. Look in the car next to you. You see that? That's what we call a not raised hand. Because there are no raised hands here. Everybody knows she's done this before. And she'll do it again. Everybody knows it. Everybody. Everybody. Oh. I share you that video, uh, that that audio, because uh, oh, if there was video, if there was video, there's nothing else I could ever watch. It's the only thing I would watch. You know this has happened more than once. You know that this is absolutely disqualifying. This is a terrible, disgusting, disgusting way to speak to people. Disgusting, and you know that it won't matter. She'll keep her job in Congress. No one will ever say anything. No Democrat will ever say that was wrong. And she'll get elected mayor of Houston. This is not a party that actually looks at the person. This is a party that looks at the cult of personality. Something I don't want for conservatives ever. 
This is Tony Katz today. our country back it's not it's not an easy thing to do would you believe what what's happened to the usa in the last three years but i will immediately reinstate all sanctions on the murderous iranian regime you have to do that till we have a deal if you will not enforce sanctions against iran then you do not stand with israel it's that simple it's all about iran it's not about these others it's all about iran they know everything that's going on they probably laid laid out the game plan and joe biden won't do it i wonder how much money he's receiving from iran do you think gets a lot from china that we know but i will do it when i came in and he does get a lot uh from well a series of sources. And this is exactly why I want the impeachment inquiry to continue and that this whole speaker insanity preventing us from being able to continue the pressure and look at what we keep finding. Look at the bank statements, the this, the that, provable things. This is this is madness. Madness that we don't have a, a speaker. But I, I don't want to get into a speaker talk right now tony katz tony katz today i forget sometimes if i say hello forgive me uh sorry about that rather if you don't mind i wanted to get into some stuff about trump because love him hate him i don't actually care the guy has got a solid solid lead you know as i've said before i'm not a trump guy through and through never have been I voted for Trump because it was politically politically expedient to do in 2016 and necessary in 2020 because he proved between 2016 and 2020 he can actually provide. He can deliver. I didn't know he was going to be delivering as a conservative. He did the thing. He did the thing, and I said, good. I'm going to vote for the guy. First, I was like, I don't know if he could do the thing, but I knew Hillary Clinton could give me nothing. So I voted for the guy. Worked out well. And right now, the Real Clear Politics average has Trump 59, DeSantis 12.7, Haley 7.8, Ramaswamy 5.1. I find it interesting that Haley has not, on the national polls, gone down regarding her position on refugees. I think that's super interesting. And the same polling applies in, in, in Iowa. Trump 55, DeSantis 17, Haley 11. That was in the last poll, the Iowa State Civics poll, which is a little... A little light, a little lacking, but the average is Trump 50, DeSantis 17, Haley 9.5, Ramaswamy and Scott at 6, and Pence at 3. New Hampshire, the USA Today Suffolk poll that ended October 2nd is the last one we've got. Trump 49, Haley 19, DeSantis 10. Christie at six. Christie's in fourth in New Hampshire. His entire existence is New Hampshire. He should get out of this race and run for Senate against Bob Menendez. Said it then. I'll say it now. He should get out of this race. There is no place for Chris Christie. But I want to share with you some things Trump has said. Because, you know, saying, uh, you know, where did Biden get all this money? He gets money from China. One of these guys from, from Iran. Right. You can't prove that one. It's just something that he says. It's it's it's. It's very, very uh, Trump. It's classically, perfectly Trump a Trump thing to say, and and I don't, and I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind him saying it. I don't mind him 
making statements like this. Is anybody here not from New Hampshire? Anybody here like, well, well, we have a lot of travelers. They like to hear. They like, and we're not, you know, we do the rallies like once a month, but do those rallies. He was saying, as I know it, um, that they do the rallies, um, but like they, they, it was, it was the guys at Grabian, uh, which is a site that collects uh, audio and video clips. This is like admitting the Biden strategy, right? You're going to just, you know, do rallies once a month. You're not going to do much and, and then let everybody else do the fighting. Why do you have, why do you have to go out there? You know, it's like the debate thing. No, he doesn't have to debate. I get yelled at every time I talk about the debate thing that I think he isn't doing the debates because the debates can hurt him regarding the indictments. And they're like, no, he doesn't have to do the debates. To say that is to believe wholeheartedly in the polling. I, for the record, don't. I read to the polls. I don't actually believe them. I'm waiting for Iowa. To deny Trump's popularity would be super weird. I just don't believe the polls. I have had my issues with them. You know this. And you can say to me, all right, Tony, you don't believe them. But uh, you'll, Iowa will come through and you'll see. And then you'll be like, oh. And then I'll be like, yes. I'll be like, oh. I'll say the words. I'll say the words. I'll be like, son of a gun. Took Iowa by 30 points. That It's game over, Johnny. Okay. What, am I nuts? Do I have issues or, or, or I shouldn't say issues, but do I have concerns that he can't win a general? Absolutely, I do. Don't confuse the party faithful uh, for uh, a general election. Don't think Trump is that popular outside. Don't. And certainly don't rest on your laurels. Which brings me to this complete and total insanity from Trump. So we have to be careful. You got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. You got to watch election. What the hell is he talking about? Don't worry about voting? What? You got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. What the hell is he talking about? Now, before we go any further, it's okay to admit that he's wrong. It's okay to admit that that was a weird thing to say. It's okay to admit that's a dumb thing to say. It's okay to admit that no person should have ever said that ever, 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 ever. What person says Careful, that? you got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. You gotta- That's ridiculous. Please don't try and spin it. That's a ridiculous thing to say. That's like the people who went to Georgia to hashtag stop the steal. Saying, well, don't vote in this. It's a fraudulent election. And you can't trust the people of Georgia. Don't vote for this. Whoever says don't vote. Oh, I know I'm going to get some some calls and some emails. Tony, you don't understand because you're not playing five-dimensional chess, man. Trump's thinking with his third eye, man. It's coming straight 
from the from the Talmud. I don't know. I'm assuming they know the Talmud. I don't know why the Talmud would be for Trump. Maybe it is. Maybe it should be. I'm not so sure. It's coming great, right straight from the great Norse mythology. I don't know why. I don't know why the Norse mythology. I don't know what people say. I don't know why they say it. Just not understanding the genius of Trump, man. He's seeing it from all the angles. You don't understand the angles, man. That's why Trump's so great. You got to see the angles. He just told people, don't worry about voting. Now, you can argue that the clip is out of context. I argue anytime you're telling people not to worry about voting. Well, you got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. No such thing. You want all the votes. You tell people to vote. This, to me, is worrisome. This, to me, is Trump not at his very best. Trump far from his very best. This was also Trump far from his very best. All this happening in New Hampshire, by the way, because he was officially filing in the New Hampshire primary. Listen. Mr. President, you said Sidney Powell wasn't your attorney. Are you concerned that you won't be covered by attorney-client privilege? No, not at all. I'm, uh, we did nothing wrong. We did nothing. This is all Biden. Indictments and impeachments. And this is all about Biden. You can't do anything right. The only thing they know how to do is cheat on elections and election fraud. Uh, this is all Biden stuff. All of these indictments that you see. I was never indicted. Practically never heard the word. It wasn't a word that registered. And uh, this... Um, did you just say you weren't indicted? This is all Biden stuff. All of these indictments that you see. I was never indicted. Practically never heard the word. It wasn't a word that registered. Was he referring uh, to in his past? Was he referring to, well, these aren't real indictments because this is all political attack? Doesn't matter. What you're going to have happen is people playing this. This is all by yourself. All of these indictments that you see. I was never indicted. You see, I was never indicted. See, I was never indicted. I was never indicted. I was never indicted. I was never indicted. They're going to play that morning, noon, and night. This guy says he was never indicted. He's indicted four times. What do you mean he was never indicted? What kind of person says this? You want to argue that it's 5D chess and he's got the third eye. He's the three-eyed raven. He's actually the new guy who should be king of Westeros. Other people are going to say, oh, man, he has lost his mind. Because it sounds like he lost his mind. And stuff like this doesn't help. You know, I was very honored as a man, Victor Orban. Did ever, anyone ever hear of him? He's probably like one of the strongest leaders anywhere in the world. And he uh, he's the leader of, right? He's the leader of Turkey. Fronts on both Russia. Fronts on both Russia. Yeah, you could sit down. We'll be here for a little week. Victor Orban is the prime minister of Hungary. He is not the leader of Turkey, that is Erdogan. Now, you want to argue, it's just a little slip up. It happens. It totally happens. I get it. I'm with you, kitten. I hear you. It's just a slip up. That's all. Nothing else.
This is on the same day or on the same trip. He tells me he's never been indicted. This is on the same trip where he says you don't have to worry about votes. Do you want me to pretend I don't notice? Because I notice. And I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't. I don't get why this is what I'm seeing. I don't know why he doesn't remember who is the head uh, or the prime minister of Hungary. If he's talking about Viktor Orban, he should know it's Hungary and not Turkey. I don't know why he would tell people, don't vote. I don't know why he would say any of these things. What I do know is that this has a negative, dangerous effect on results in an election if he's the nominee. And I'm not going to listen to Trump supporters tell me, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Part of the conversation that is now uh, uh, baked in regarding Biden is that he's an old, frail man because he is an old, frail man. And what was that with him walking around the beach? Was he really walking around the beach? First of all, he was at the beach in October. He's walking around the beach. We've got American hostages. This guy's at the beach. Twisted. Well, it's, it's children who run the White House right now. So you bet. I would take Trump over Biden any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And the people saying, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. Trump isn't in, in, in office right now. Oh, could you imagine how dangerous it would be? No, because people would argue there would be no danger because he's a stronger leader. Biden has put us into two wars. That's the argument. Trump is old, uh, Biden is old and frail because he is. That's the argument. It is baked in. I don't want Trump giving anybody an opening to do this. I don't want to give people an opening of forget the indictments. This guy can't remember who Viktor Orban is. Could we get somebody in office who isn't this old? And if we're going to just have two old guys in office, can't we have the guy who wasn't indicted four times? You see how that works? And that's going to work on suburban soccer moms. And that's going to work on independence. I know what you're saying. They should be focused on the economy. All I want Trump to do is talk about the economy. But he's out there telling people not to vote. He's out there telling people I was never indicted. So you see my concern. I have not yet seen the polls show this concern, which is one of the many reasons I'm not buying the polls. I want to see what happens in in Iowa. But if he takes Iowa by 30 points, we'll deny all you want, but that's going to make it near unbeatable. Facts are facts. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. I want to get into a conversation regarding Corinne Jean-Pierre because her turnaround from 
Look at our strong support for Israel, and there's absolutely not two sides to this. Hamas is a terrorist organization, too. Well, look what's happening to Muslims is a really fascinating um, kind of betrayal. And and I don't think people are addressing the story right now. I, I want to get to it. I'll get to it coming up. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I, I think what is important as we take a look at what's going on in Israel still and what's going on in the United States with all these universities, what's happening with professors, with students, and, and their support for Hamas, their support for terrorism, their hatred of Israel. Never forget uh, that progressives engage in projection. They claim the other side is doing something that really is about what they're doing. That happens a lot. And so what we can clearly see from what progressives have done on universities, progressives hate of Jews, progressives hate of Israel, progressives support of Hamas, their unwillingness to call out Hamas. All of a sudden they want to cease fire, but they don't want to blame Hamas for anything. But every time they turn around, they're calling somebody on the political right a Nazi. Now, I hate that stuff because it denigrates the Holocaust. It does. It's, it's wrong on every level. But the thing they call others is the thing that they actively support through education, through force, and through silence. All the things they tell us you're not allowed to do because silence is violence and, and it's, it's consent of some kind. And yet they stay silent or they go after Israel. They, they are what they claim the right wing is. I'm not going to say Nazis, but clearly fascists and clearly Jew haters. I just hate using the term Nazi, but I'm not going to stop you from using it on this one. This is Tony Katz today.